You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the comics edition, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. And here's your host, Vince. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, November 17th, and it is time for issue 16 of Bow Down to Us, the comics edition. As usual, I am Vince. And this week I'm joined by. Oh, wait, our special guest host couldn't make it. He's sick. So that hurts. Guest, that guest, hurts. guest sidekick Joe will hopefully be joining us next week. Until then, I, I've blown the dust off Roger. And uh, he he's he's come back to fill his usual role as my co-host. What's up, Raj? That makes me just feel warm and fuzzy inside. That that oh, we almost had someone great. Uh, we just have this Yahoo to, to talk you, to. You ha- how many people are going to download this episode looking for Joe because you know he has his fanboys and be all upset? I I don't I'm care. S- I'm still I have feelings. I'm sorry. I have a feeling. Listen next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to start off touching on some news this week, and it's uh, some of it is springing out of the news that we talked about last week, and that is the death of Spider-Man. And I I would say Marvel pulled a fast one on us, but honestly, Marvel didn't actually announce anything last week. They just put out their usual uh, pre-solicits and people drew their own conclusions. So what we were talking about last week, they they released this big uh, in their magazine, Death of Spider-Man, and then they finally explained that this week. And it's a nice distinction to make that this is not the death of the amazing Spider-Man. This is the death of ultimate Spider-Man. I don't know if it was a, a nice little twist on their part or just a coincidence that that cover we saw for Amazing Spider-Man 655 had the web of blood. I don't know if it's a tie. It was just a tease, but I think it was at least at the very least nice timing. Anyway, coming up in February in the ultimate universe of Marvel Comics, which uh, hopefully at some point we'll actually get to talking about here on the show, they have uh, another big event going on because it would be the ultimate universe if they didn't come up with something completely different. Starting in Ultimate Spider-Man 153 by Brian Michael Bendis, they're starting the, quote, Death of Spider-Man story, and it's going to tie in with Mark Millar's New Ultimates versus Ultimate Avengers miniseries. Um, I love Ultimate Spider-Man. It's one of my favorite books every month. The rest of the Ultimate line, uh, it has its ups and downs. So I'll at least be interested in seeing where this one's going. And now all the fanboys can stop crying because regular Peter Parker is just fine. What I like about this is that it is still going to be an event of consequence by the sound of it. It's, we hope. Well, yes. But... If they do actually kill him off in the Ultimate Universe, um, or if he decides not to be Spider-Man anymore, and that's the twist on, on the play on words, it still is going to be something of consequence. It's not It's not just a, a, a bait and switch kind of thing. It's actually going to occur in that universe. So if you do enjoy reading those Ultimates, um, you're going to have that consequence, that heavy consequence that that he's no longer going to be doing it or he's going to die. I like that. I, I like that it's not just that it's, again, a play on word that's just going to wind up being inconsequential. No, there's going to be a consequence in that universe, that line of ish of comics in that universe. And with it being the ultimate universe, it's entirely possible they will kill Spider-Man. Over the last two years in the ultimate comics, they've killed Reed Richards, Thor, Magneto, 
and most of the X-Men, including Wolverine. So they're not afraid to knock off some big characters if uh, they feel it fits where they want to go with the story. See, if I am running um, Marvel, okay, and I'm thinking in terms of let's just think outside of the box and let's create a universe wherein there are actual consequences to the superhero actions and villains actions. And let's do it. We're in people do die and they stay dead this time. I think that then you could really play with it and have a lot of fun and explore much darker avenues than you would in the regular comics. Plus you can actually create stories that have consequences then. And Suddenly, it gives a lot more weight and meaning to the actions of the superheroes because you know that they actually can die. I I love that. I truly do. So then if you're looking at it in terms of, again, you have this series, which in this case, the Ultimates, wherein those kind of things can occur, you don't have to have that Ultimate series go on forever. It can be a time thing that over the course of X amount of years, we're going to head basically play with the traditional Marvel universe, have fun, do whatever we want. And if we blow it up all at the end, it doesn't matter. We can just start from scratch again and create whole new stories for all of those characters that everybody loves. So when you're seeing something like this, we're in potentially again, the character may very well die. It's again, something that creates a good story. There's a consequence within the, the ultimates universe, and you're having a fantastic story to go along with it. And it's not affecting that core universe that everybody it, that remains the grounding post for everything else, you know? Yeah, it's definitely something I'm looking a little more forward to now than I was last week. Oh, definitely. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we have a second bit of news here, and that is that J. Michael Straczynski is leaving the Superman and Wonder Woman monthly titles. Now, the way DC... Uh, kind of spun this is that the Superman Earth One graphic novel that came out a few weeks ago and has been getting rave reviews everywhere. Uh, ho hopefully sometime in the near future, I'll check it out and maybe we'll talk about it on a future issue. But it has been doing so great. DC really wants to step up their release schedule for their original graphic novels. And as such, since Straczynski was the person they brought on board for these projects, they're removing him from the monthly titles he's writing to give him more time to do this. Whether this has anything to do with the fact that his Superman and Wonder Woman titles are both A, constantly behind schedule, and B, <laughs> almost universally hated, it's not its not sure. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it at least factored into the decision. Well, I'll, I'll at least agree that they had some interesting concepts. Uh, the execution might have fallen a bit flat, though. And before we get into the actual discussion, I actually have a third surprise news article here. Oh. And it ties into what we're talking about this week. Roger, have you heard about the new Wolverine movie? No. Okay. Well, I just pulled up some information the other night where they're talking about the upcoming sequel to X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, not really, but that not sucks. So uh, yes, it did. <laughs> That's why they've even completely changed the title. They're not calling it Wolverine 2. They're not calling it X-Men Origins 2, whatever. This movie is titled simply The Wolverine. Hugh Jackman will once again be returning to the role of Wolverine. I like him as Wolverine. It is being directed by Darren Aronofsky, the director of The Wrestler, which was a phenomenal movie. And the script is written by Christopher McQuarrie of The Usual Suspects. 
already oh. shaping up quite <laughs> nicely. And here's here's the kicker. Well, what's the story going to be about? Did you ever read the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, 1982 Wolverine miniseries, Roger? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, way back in the day. That's what the movie is going to be about. You know what? I'll have to reread it again because it's been so long since I read it. I seriously don't even remember it. Well, so I'd have to reread it. Wolverine going to Japan, falling yeah. in love with Mariko, fighting the Yakuza. It is still to this day one of the most iconic Wolverine stories. And we will be seeing it in film. Starts uh, They're starting filming next year. Might see it by the end of 2011, possibly early 2012. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. Damn, that'd be nice. That that would almost make up for Origins. Yeah. <laughs> Origins had its moments, but it no. just played a little too oh, loose with the characters. God, I hated it. I, I, oh, we're not going to get it. It'll take no, too much time. If we get into it, seriously, yeah, no. No. All right. Well, anyway, that's a very nice segue <laughs> into what we're discussing this week and completely unexpected because we kind of had to throw this show together at the last minute. We're going to start off by recapping what's up with the Wolverine universe. Uh, several issues ago, we talked about Wolverine issue number one, Dokken Dark Wolverine issue number one and X-23 issue number one, the relaunch of the Wolverine family, as they like to call it. And Roger, you've actually been quite <laughs> heavily pursuing these titles and uh, I've only started you know, I've been kind of uh, looking at them from afar, but you actually ha have at least been enjoying at least one of these and you've really been reading a lot of Wolverine lately. So uh, let's start off with uh, Wolverine issues two and three here. The uh, I'm not going to lie to you that I'm not crazy about this whole Wolverine going to hell. I once again, I mean, we've talked about this many times on the podcast and on different podcasts as well. We're in. I'm willing to 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 let go of rational thought when it comes to superheroes and whatnot and there's certain things that i'm willing to accept there's other things however that go a little too far beyond that scope of rationality that i i, I just i can't wrap my head around this one of them is this concept of going to hell and meeting a devil who then is wants to make your life a living hell <laughs> no pun intended um and, and that's something that I'm not crazy about. That said, it's being done in such a way that it's not uh, it's not unenjoyable. Some people will even enjoy it quite a bit. There's aspects of it that I'm, I am liking. However, the, again, the whole concept of he's in hell and we need to get him out, uh, I, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around that. That said, and, and I mean, you got to put it in perspective. I had no problems <laughs> with a post-apocalyptic old man Logan. I got no problems. <laughs> I can accept that. There's a lot of things that I can. But me personally, this concept of going to hell, I, I just, and maybe it's, you know, if I was a good Catholic boy, maybe I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I'm a good well, Zen Buddhist boy, so I, <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. Let, and, let's, let's look at it this way. As far as the Marvel Universe is concerned, there have been dozens of hells yep. and dozens of devils over the years. Let's just – if you have your trouble wrapping it around in a at least a pseudo-religious side of way, just think of hell as another dimension. And he, he has shifted off into another dimension and go with that from your story. Basically is what I've been doing. It's okay. because otherwise it just – otherwise I'm sighing the whole time. It's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. But anyways – 
the the it's it's very much a story well obviously a story about logan but about his the type of character he is and never letting go never stopping never being broken essentially uh, that's mainly the the uh for issue two and three you're seeing a lot of the same thing however at that point they're starting to introduce other characters that are trying to help him because you have his girlfriend and mystique who are trying to save him there's a lot of interesting little tie-in as they're talking to different people whom at some point the because it's his soul that has been transported to hell, his body still remains on earth, though somewhat occupied by a demon who's making him do all manner of bad things. So different people are then being sent to hell for him to then see once he's there as he's being sliced dice, getting his ear taken off, all manner of stuff. <laughs> and again, meanwhile, back on earth in the real dimension you have the girlfriend who's trying to get him back as well as mystique who calls in the ghost riders as well as and this is supposed to be the 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 son of the devil he calls himself the son of satan and he likes he likes to convince people he is uh, a lot of people also don't believe him when he says it it's never been confirmed one way or the other and it's kind of the fun of the character okay all right so basically that's what's been happening in the, the the Wolverine side so far with those two issues. It's it's a very deep introspective on the character in terms of what is his breaking point. And when you're looking at everything that he's going through, it's it's you you would expect a lesser man to, to break at that point, but you know that they're not gonna allow this character to break. There's a nice little tie-in as well from from Spider-Man that that just made the issue for me. <laughs> that that was great. Basically girlfriend calling him saying that she's Wolverine's girlfriend and he says yeah right <laughs> and I'm Howard the Duck so yeah that was uh it was cute and luckily that was among the only little bits of humor in it they, they they've kept it serious which is what I think they needed to do for this series yeah at, at least the parts of the story that have stayed in hell I, ha- I have found enjoyable because it's what you want from a Wolverine comic you want slashing you want fighting you want you know like you said the, the unstoppable Wolverine never going to back down from the challenge and uh, at, le- at least uh, you you had read the comic where Sabretooth was killed otherwise this would have been a bit of a spoiler for you yeah huh? yeah <laughs> but, and see and I like that I, I've, I've read so many Wolverines now that I, I know quite a bit of the backstory depending on on what it is that they want to touch on um but yeah i actually really like that that the the part with Sabretooth was brought back and it wasn't done in such a way that it would spoil that you know you can't enjoy it even if you're not up on what happened but and, and which is what i like i've said this before too if if you're bringing a story forward and you're there's little cookies there make them so that they're cookies for those who can appreciate it but not ruin it for those who can't so you won't be lost if you're not following this it's not hard to to tell yeah he got killed and now he's seeking revenge <laughs> so it, it was nice and uh and one of those nice little foreshadowing events for the future we have that the man in the shadows watching wolverine's torment any yep. idea who that is raj i have no clue i i have absolutely no clue based on his outfit and his poor dental hygiene which again was the the top thing i kept noticing reading through these issues was the freaking teeth in the yeah. artwork but we, we've already discussed that i i have a definite feeling that is the man who was only known as logan wolverine's father Oh, 
If you uh, go back and read the origin Origins miniseries, one, yeah. I think that's him. So uh, I think that's but, all we have to but say. But we got another Actually, Canadian in there, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, he was only in there. For, yeah, he was only in there a little bit. But yeah, I love that. A couple of Canadians in hell. Well, the, hey, they're, they're bringing back Alpha Flight as a Chaos War tie-in. I, I don't know if that'll work. I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> the only other thing that I would say about this is, again, I'm not crazy about the artwork, but it is actually better this time around than the other ones I found. Um, not not that much better, but it, it was more enjoyable. The one thing I noticed, however, and my suggestion is get rid of your letterer. Oh my God, I'm sorry, but you <laughs> yeah. really seriously need another letter. The lettering in both these issues is painful. It's terrible. Especially with the devil's weird uh, font that they use. I can definitely see how, how a lot of people would have think, bad things to say about it. Yeah, I. Oh, it was terrible. All right, so we're going to move on, and I'm actually going to shift gears here a bit. And we're actually going to touch on X-23 next. Uh, X-23, issue number two, actually came out quite a while ago. I think issue number three might even come out today. Uh, and uh, it was the continuing story of Laura, Wolverine's cloned, quote, daughter, and and her, her interactions with the whole Wolverine goes to hell storyline. I found this one uh, personally uh, a little more satisfying than the first issue. Uh, we're seeing some plot advancement and at least the introduction of the Hellion character into the X-23 comic starts to make a little more sense from a storytelling standpoint because uh, whoever's inhabiting Wolverine's body uses him as leverage over X-23. And I, I do like the, that they're uh, – the whole playing on her fears of she's just a clone and a clone of a person who was pretty horrible to begin with. Does she even have a soul or a spirit or anything you could attribute to 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 this storyline? And I, I think it's leading the character into an interesting way place because, again, she's being forced to confront her more violent side, which she's trying to subdue. I'm, I I enjoyed it, but I. I think it's because I'm holding it up to the standard of the two miniseries, which I'm holding those two up on a pretty high standard. Those are, I, I, I love them so very much. And so now with this series, maybe it's because it's this tie-in with the Wolverine that I'm not crazy about to begin with. It's kind of set me up that I'm not necessarily going to be enjoying this and I'm not. It's 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 a decent read, but I'm having issues with it as a whole and I'm simply not enjoying it as much as I would have hoped. Yeah, well, it's it's at least it's an interesting tie-in to the story. I I feel that an X23 story would probably be better served on its own without having to tie into this event, especially when you're introducing the new series uh, as a character. She she kind of tends to work a little better on her own. I don't want to say on her own, but shoehorning uh, the launch of a new title into an already existing launch of a new title with uh, with a whole storyline. It has to be handled really well. I think if they had just done a good X-23 story without tying it into the Wolverine Goes to Hell, it would have been a little more enjoyable. So uh, maybe after the whole Wolverine tie-in uh, is done with, we'll be able to get some more interesting stories out of X-23. 
I agree. And, and I'm looking forward to that because, again, I do like the character. I'm not crazy about the art in this series either. Um, I do like the character a lot. So I'm hoping that there will be a lot of good stories, story arcs later that won't be such tie-ins. Not that I think that there's anything wrong with tie-ins. I mean, hell, for this one, we're seeing tie-ins for both this one as well as Dokken. So it's it's they're really trying to mesh like a bunch of different issues together with this this story to to spread it across which is of course good business for them but it, it, def- it definitely makes sense from a publishing point of view seeing as the x23 miniseries as popular as they were with the core fans and as great of reviews as they got never really sold that well so so they do need the tie-in to at least increase the reader's interest in the character and that's true that's true it's it's just that unfortunately i think that the way that they're handling it is all wrong that's just my opinion but i i you're taking a character that is strong confused yes but still strong and is supposed to be quite cold and 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 closed off from different things because of everything that she's gone through and i think that they're trying to way too quickly get her to stop being that person. But I think that that being that person is what has made the character as enjoyable as she is. So I think they need to allow her to, to continue being that still for quite a good long while and make the transition into trying to be a normal kid like they're trying to do. Give it time. You don't have to rush that story arc right away, but it feels like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, one thing I'm not uh, too crazy about with this title is I don't know if it's coming up in issue three or maybe issue four, but I, I've seen the covers for it. And uh, Jason Aaron or not Jason Aaron, uh, Danny Way has said that they're basically teaming X-23 up with Gambit throughout the storyline. And I hate Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the character. Uh, Maybe this can make me enjoy him a little more, or maybe it'll have the other effect and make me like X-23 a little less. It's possible. It, I, I And I agree with you. Well, uh, going from a character that at least interests both of us to one that still doesn't interest me one bit, you actually found Dokken number two to be kind of enjoyable, didn't you? Well, see, this is what kills me. I've done nothing but praise X-23 before the series. That I, I, I love this. <laughs> I cannot wait for the series. The series comes out and I'm like, eh. Meanwhile, Dokken comes out and it's like nothing but hatred for that first issue. And it was like, complete useless waste of junk paper not even good enough to wipe your butt with after a good dump and i'm not even bleeping any of that out because it wasn't bad you said butt and dump Dump, so we're good this one comes out and it was fantastic this issue was actually really good there and it took the tie-in with what's going on with wolverine and it made it something that was far more enjoyable than the tie-in in X-23, the second issue. The character, again, Adakin is not someone that is, you know, fantastic and, 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 and someone that you can in any way, shape, or form relate to. However, they didn't make him quite as annoyingly egotistical in this one as he was in the first. And that's something that I think that the writers need to know that, You can't center a series around an antagonist or protagonist that is nothing but a ball of egotism. 
because nobody's going to care or want to read about that. So they kind of curved it down a little bit. Not There's still the ego here for damn sure, but they curved it down a little bit. And that made a big difference. And then the interaction with Dokken and Mystique are actually really it's, it's really good. It's fun to read, you know, and I see I've always been a fan of the Mystique character. I like the character a lot. And I think that given the right opportunity, she can be a really, really interesting character to play off of. So the the the, the banter between Doc and Mystique is fun. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just flirty kind of chatter quite a bit is, but it still works and it's fun to read kind of thing. And then the the ending without blowing too much is where you get the Wolverine tie-in. And it was very well done. It's very, the, the, the artwork was phenomenal for this. Like when you're seeing some of the scenes, some of the pages at the end, the artwork is incredible grips you you're just you're there and the writing again was was good enough to set it all up that you are really like okay now i want to know what's going to happen in issue three uh, <laughs> but you disagree maybe, maybe it's just that I, i've completely given up on the character so i i'm overlooking anything of redeeming quality here i it just at no point did this interest me at no point whatsoever. The scenes with Mystique, the scenes without Mystique. Okay, I giggled a bit at some of the uh, innuendo. At no point did, did, did it interest me. And it. this is the same thing with Wolverine, how the art is frequently phenomenal, but there's that one little quirk that jumps out and just won't leave me alone, like the teeth in Wolverine. Dawkins' face and those close-ups. Oh, yeah, they're, they're terrible. Terrible. Looks like silly putty. Okay, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But it's not just the it, it's it's the the whole of the art. It's not just the um, the penciler or the inker, but a lot of it is the uh, the colorer as well. Whoever did the colors, not not so good in some shots. And I agree, some of them were absolutely terrible. But the shots at the end where you're having the big finale, those are the ones that I'm talking about. When you're, I, I, I will agree. Yeah, those were absolutely stunning. See, it, it's kind of like uh, going back to Chaos War, how at least I felt that overall the issue had some phenomenal artwork. It, while, yes, there were some inconsistencies and some quirks, I felt overall it looked great. But however, those little inconsistencies and quirks really ate at you so that you couldn't appreciate the better parts. I think that's the same thing we're seeing here. Yeah. The little inconsistencies here are bugging me so much. It's overweighing all the good that's going on there. But and, and, uh, and I, I, I would have liked it a lot more without the word balloons. Yeah, I, I will <laughs> say this. I, I'm not trying to say that this was a phenomenal issue. I should be clear when I say it it was a good docking issue. So taking that into consideration, that means then that, you know, it doesn't take something phenomenal to make this really something that I can appreciate. I, again, it's, there's, there's, there were parts of it that I didn't enjoy, but overall I, I liked the character better now than in the first one. That, that doesn't still mean that I liked the character, just I liked him better than before. And I liked the interactions. I thought those were, were well done with Mystique, but it was, it was the, the buildup of the story to the end worked. It worked well. The buildup to the end tying into the story that's going on with Wolverine, I thought, again, worked and didn't feel forced. It wasn't that that was 
you know, it, it was all always there like it was in X-23. And then the ending, I thought, was really well done. And, and a lot of it was just the incredible action at the end, too, and then the reveal kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's and why there's two of us and why we have different opinions. <laughs> that being said, though, again, I, I want to make it clear. Yes, I enjoyed it. And I, and I was pleasantly surprised. But if somebody were to tell me, should I just borrow this from somebody to read or buy it? Oh, borrow. Definitely borrow. It's it's not something that needs to be in anybody's library. Yeah. Um, we're actually, that took up a lot of time. So we're ever so briefly going to tease something that we're going to talk about on a future episode now. Because uh, we wanted to, to mention another story heavily featuring Wolverine. And that is, of course, the new X-Men title. Uh, Curse of the Mutants, the Mutants versus Vampires storyline. Again, I don't want to go into way too much detail, uh, but... I'm loving the heck out of it. I, it's just an entertaining story. It's, it's not huge character development. It's not driving the narrative of the overall X-Men franchise. It's just good, solid fun. I think that, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be important for us to actually take an issue, perhaps an entire issue to discuss nothing but this and the various tie-ins that they've done. It's funny, we were talking about tie-ins and you were saying that many of the X-Men tie-ins have not been good. However, I have found that the tie-ins for this have actually been worth reading. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm personally, I, I have. Honestly, I haven't even looked at them. Okay, <laughs> with the with the history of the franchise and their and their one shot tie-ins, I haven't even looked at them. The thing with the tie-ins with this is that they're tying in only like the something important has to happen, and you're going to have the story progress same as normal in the, in the regular series, but then you're going to have several characters take off to go work on that project or that whatever. And so it actually details that more. Case in point, the one with Storm and Gambit, where it was to go and get the uh, the, the parts for Dracula. And so in the regular series, you're only just briefly seeing it's it's being alluded to that they went and got him, but there's no actual scenes showing it. You actually have to read that tie in to see the, the, them going off and that one in particular there was a ton of backstory to give you little highlights of both of those characters and and their 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 quirks and why they were the best ones to do this so yeah i think that this series definitely deserves a lot more attention because yeah I, i've been loving it as well all right well definitely something to look forward to but as you said uh, with some of those tie-ins as much as i like storm who's the other character in that one shot but he wasn't bad in this one he actually <laughs> he was not bad not not only do i have to get over the whole x-men tie-in suck hump but then i have to put gambit on top of that that's not something if i'm walking through the comic shop i'm gonna pick up off the shelf and go oh wow this is gonna be great you've made me read <laughs> thor all right and hercules <laughs> you're reading it that's final Okay. Anyway, uh, I I don't have anything for what we're reading again. I I have a nice backlog I have to eventually get to, and hopefully I will get to it one day. Uh, A lot of our, a lot of your, what we're reading, we talked about today. Have anything else to add in there? Oh, one, one, and I'll make it brief because I know we're short on time, but one, I read X-Men to serve and protect. It's a one of four. And I think that's too much as it is. <laughs> okay. this, it's got little vignette stories where you're seeing characters in different circumstances and none of it is actually 
None of it is tying into anything other than this concept of to serve and protect the people of, in this case, San Francisco, because that's where they live. So it's a little vignette of how these superheroes were able to serve and protect the people of San Francisco. It was bad. It was it was really bad. The, the writing was cheesy beyond belief, especially in the last vignette. Oh, my God. It was bad. But then when you're looking at the others as well, there there was not a single redeeming story throughout all of this. They all ended with a level of cheese that you should serve wine with. I really did not enjoy it at all. And I definitely won't be reading the others. Even though there was a storyline involving French people? No, no. And that was the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. It, it made... Okay, now granted that that's like real French, not French Canadian like me. I don't count, but like it made French people look like lunatics, stark, raving, mad lunatics. And don't you make a comment? It was and just completely idiotic dialogue between the two. But then again, it was idiotic dialogue the entire way through this issue. Every single vignette, I. I I would not recommend this to anyone. I really did not enjoy it. All right. Uh, just one a little note to make there. That miniseries is titled X-Men to Serve and Protect. Not to be confused with the upcoming storyline in the regular X-Men title coming up in issues 7 through 12, which is also subtitled to Serve and Protect where they go back to New York. That one hopefully won't suck. Yeah, this one did. All right. Well, of course, we have a lot of new releases to talk about this week. Uh, The reason why this week was supposed to be our Batman special was because we have the relaunch of the Batman franchise going on today. We have Batman The Return focusing on uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson uh, trying to figure out who the heck is going to be Batman. Uh, Batman 704, as well as the new Batman Incorporated number one. I cannot recommend any of those based on quality as I have not really been enjoying the Batman line that much in the last couple years. Uh, But if you're into the character and maybe want to check something out, it's the start of a whole new Batman story. Maybe you get interesting and you never know, it might actually be good. Uh, We also have Brightest Day issue 14 and Green Lantern 59, uh, something that we talked about on our games podcast that I was looking at. World of Warcraft Curse of the Worgen number one of, I believe, three comes out today as well as, yes, Avengers number seven, where the Red Hulk joins the team, a couple Chaos War tie-ins. The really only one I'm looking forward to is the Dead Avengers number one, which we talked about in a news story several issues back where they bring back Captain Marvel, Swordsman, and a whole bunch of other iconic dead Avengers who there will still be dead at the end of the storyline, but at least they're going to have a bit of fun while they're around. Uh, Tying in with the relaunch of Spider-Man, something I cannot wait to read. Looks such like such a cool concept. Miniseries, Osborne number one, dealing with Norman Osborne becoming a big player in the criminal underworld from jail. I I love everything done with Osborne over the last couple of years, so that can't be bad. Do you know who's going to be writing that? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I, ble- I believe it's one of the uh, Spider-Man writers from the, um, the Brand New Day era, but I, I don't have that information in front of me right now. 
Uh, we have issue two of Superior, the new character from Mark Millar. Review for issue one is up on the website. Thunderbolts 150. This is a super size mm-hmm. anniversary issue. It's got a double size Thunderbolts story featuring the Thunderbolts versus the Avengers. It has a reprint of issue number one of the Thunderbolts, which we briefly discussed last issue, as well as a, a nice backstory on the team. <sighs> Roger might not like it, but I'm very happy on that one. And you know what? You know what? Tell, I'll, I'll tell you this. You read it, and knowing me well enough right now and my taste with comics, if you tell me, yes, it's definitely worth reading it, you'll enjoy it, I will read it. Okay. That, that's a deal. And to wrap up, X-Men issue five, where hopefully the battle between the vampires and the X-Men comes to a thrilling climax. Really looking forward to that. And that wraps us up for issue 16 of Bow Down to Us, the comics edition. As usual, please check us out at bowdowntous.com. We've had some really interesting uh, discussions going on on our forums. Unfortunately, it's just been me, Joe, and Roger talking about it. So we'd like you guys to come join us there. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a review. We love hearing about how awesome we are. (laughs) And we will see you next week. All right, then. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, now that we got it sorted out, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. No, no. Just hilarious, like reading the emails that you're sending Oh, dude. <laughs> So, I'm, so, so what? Issue three is the latest issue of X Men. Um, <laughs> okay, cut me some slack. <laughs> you can at least pay attention. Like, I that's one of the ones I put in the show notes every time it comes out. <laughs> I don't always listen. You've made it very clear you don't listen to me. I don't see your point. I listen. I just don't pay attention. Ah, well, ditto. <laughs> Start putting like random sound effects. I just have something beeping off in the corner. Like, what is that? I'm like, what? I don't hear anything. Your clock's bad enough. <laughs> One random noisemaker is enough. Yeah, that's going to be in my what are you reading now? Bad things. Bad <laughs> things written by bad, bad men. Speaking of starting, we should start. What? Why would we do that? What? Did we start 10 minutes ago? And I just have a lot of editing to go through now? <laughs> Episode 16. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Look at you being all. Oh, look at me. I'm a big tuck. Last minute planning? Not a problem. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't Not last a- minute. <laughs> it was after the last minute. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> Joe, you owe us a beer. <laughs> oh, dude! We should start, dude, we should start doing double size issues every once in a while.